1: Welcome to Orange Is the New Black, a podcast for diehard Bengals fans, brought to you by your two hosts, Ace Boogie as well as Zim Hude. Zim, say what's up.
2: What's up? We are live from Draft Headquarters.
1: Definitely, definitely. And today, uh obviously, if you haven't checked out our podcast, it's the Cincy Jungle Podcast. It's a syndicate of all Bengals podcasts. It's. The Orange and Black Insider is Matt Minich's Chalk Talk. It's the Orange is the New Black Podcast. It's also the Sorry If I Spit When I Speak with Daddy-O as well. So be sure to check all of them out. We're on every platform. If you're on Apple, definitely go to the podcast store, find You Jungle there. Leave us a review as well. I did see that we got some pretty good reviews. Uh, someone commented about Matt Minich as well as us. So appreciate that love. Leave us some more reviews. Definitely be sure to subscribe and check out the Sean Williams episode. Thanks to to my man, Zim Hude. He was able to secure Sean Williams, and we had a great interview with him last time. So, definitely got a lot of positive feedback from you guys on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at New Stripe City and at Zim Hude on Twitter. We appreciate that. We like the follow back. Also, uh, be sure to follow Zim on IG at Zim underscore Hude. Uh, for you guys listening live, you guys asked me to punch the Steelers bag. If you want me to hit the Steelers bag, I need at least 10 super chats. So, if I get 10 super chats on this video if you're watching it live, I will go and hit the Pittsburgh Steelers uh logo on the punching bag. But gloves today or no gloves. Gloves, gloves. I already got them ready. So if you see over there right under the Houday scarf in the corner, those are the gloves sitting right there ready to to get it cracking. It's up to y'all though. It's up to y'all though. But today before I start getting off on attention here, we're going to talk about the draft and primarily we're going to talk about the 33, uh, the pick 33 and the 33rd pick in the second round. And we're also going to look at some linebackers and wide receivers as well. So kicking things off, Zem, was there anything that you wanted to talk about?
2: No, I'm just getting ready for the draft like everybody else. I'm really, really excited. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing people's questions. To me, it's going to be like a mix of uh, some Q&A stuff. Uh, I was going to talk about Uh, Maybe a little bit about what did you feel about the Dalton um, post recently? Looks like he's a little more bored, I think, and he's now getting on Instagram and he's uh, posting some of his workouts. Do you think that helps or hurt us? Uh, Did you have any thoughts on the Andy Dalton stuff?
1: Uh, For me, I think it's just probably some direction from his agent possibly i i don't know for sure i don't have any confirmed uh sources on andy dalton but maybe he's at the point now where it wouldn't hurt especially with there being not that many jobs open especially when you look around the league with the draft coming up there's not really many positions open for dalton so i think that it accomplishes two things it makes him have that great image that he essentially has as a family guy as a father it makes him seem that he has some poise through a situation given that this is the week that his potential replacement is going to be drafted and it also allows people to see Andy Dalton still has skills with him lining up a target and throwing at it i think that it just really reminds teams out there that this guy is out there on the market even though he's still right now is officially on the Bengals. it could mean that potentially soon you know maybe through this draft or maybe after this draft he could be a person that could be uh, a cut candidate, especially with the 17 million in cap space there. So I think that that's just him putting out a positive uh, image of himself, letting him know that none of this situation is really hurting him. Nothing is really getting to him. And he also made the point that things are bigger than football. So I think that that's what it is. It looks like Quez, looks like Judo Judah is asking Quez Watkins or Lloyd Buenier, Lloyd Bowden, I'm sorry, Junior, late day three guys. What do you think, Zoom?
2: Don't know enough about it. But only seeing highlights for me to even like really talk about it. I guess. So yeah, I, so- I, I have I have some notes on Quez Watkins or whatever, but I don't have enough for me to say. Hey, you know, like for for me, just being a hundred percent honest, I'm I'm not a draft analyst, but I do enjoy watching film on some guys, like especially like the wide receiver position, um, but. With certain guys, when it gets lower down into the fifth and sixth and seventh, I'm not the deep, deep, like, draft analyst So, I don't know. You know, I, I know, like, some of his stuff from, like, the combine and stuff. I, I saw his numbers, though.
1: So it looks like he's a wide receiver out of kentucky uh it seems like he has a decent grade 6.24 so he he ran
2: a 4.3 at the uh at the combine and that's the reason why like when he said it i'm like yeah i remember him he had a three cone of like uh uh, let me see i wrote he had a three cone of 7.28 he had a yeah he ran a 4.36 in the 20-yard shuttle like yeah i I had i got a wide receiver list because we're going to talk about wide receivers in this show so i wrote notes for him In his last, um, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was gonna say some of the the specs that stick out about him. They say that he has a lot of versatility, so he can be used as a running back and also be used in the jet sweep. It looks like he's pretty slippery with the strong. I'm sorry. He's
2: short. He's short. So it seems like.
1: To me when i'm hearing this guy it reminds me of the guy that was uh that played at ohio state that the, that the panthers ended up taking a few years back he was kind of a running back slash wide receiver so seems like he could be somebody that could bring some some, versi- some versatility excuse me to if, him if,
2: and, if y'all ever want to see a good quiz Walkins uh video go watch quiz Walkins against uh what's the corner from alabama um trayvon diggs trayvon diggs dom dominated him and that's that's why i know quiz walkers i guess guess is because i watched a bunch of uh um uh uh trayvon diggs highlights and he was just dominating them like that's why
1: judo i'm sorry my bad zim you were talking about quiz i'm talking about limbo bowden apparently he went to. so yeah he reminds me a lot of it looks like curtis samuel is what i'm kind of seeing there a very versatile guy Uh, He also was a quarterback, so he's a former quarterback that transitioned to the wide receiver position. So it seems to me that maybe he would be a guy that we could look at as a potential second receiver that we take, right? Like if we were to take T. Higgins or someone like that, this could be a guy that we could possibly take in the later rounds. I do want
2: to say that this is a little off script right here. Is there any way I could go live with this guy, Corey Turner? Corey Turner, if you don't want to see, if you don't want to go video with me, I would love to talk to you because you are a very unique fan. Corey Turner is saying a bunch of Burrow bus type stuff, saying uh, Bur- Burrow's going to Manning us. He says we need to take Tua. I don't know if y'all seen the wonderlick scores come out this past week. Tua was the absolute lowest, but that that's neither here nor there. Corey Turner, if you want to have smoke with me right now, I'm inviting you for some of this internet we
1: actually can do we actually want to do
2: along here so or you comment you said you tell me if you want some smoke because send I your will... send your email <laughs> in the comments he said let's go give me your email let's do this at some point in the show i want to talk to you
1: okay cool uh so getting back to things let's talk about This 33rd pick, and we're really focusing on the linebacker position, the wide receiver position. Are we even thinking about the running back position? Is that a possibility now? Or what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, they signed Jacquez Patrick. I'm not sure if running back would really be on their high list, especially over our offensive linemen and a wide receiver or a linebacker. So we'll have to see there. But Zim, let's go ahead and get into, since we kind of talked about wide receivers already, let's go ahead and get into your list for the wide receiver position. And then we'll also go through my list on prime for what we have at the wide receiver position.
2: Okay. So when we're going into this list, um, the, the the main focal point for me creating my top 10 list is because when we get to draft night, um, the show before Sean Williams, I forget the name of our show before then, I'm sorry. But... Uh, when we get to draft night, I want to have you, I want you guys to have a guideline or just a list of people that maybe are on your radar, or you can match it up. I think it's really fun if you have your own guys and wide receiver uh that we can match up and just say, hey, look, at this point, at the, the the night ended day one, right? Round one is over. These are the guys that the Bengals should be looking at right there in their face and we're gonna be looking at, we looked at offensive line. The last time we did, we matched up my list versus um, Ace's prime list. Tonight, I wanna go through wide receiver and linebacker because those are the three most glaring needs in my opinion, I guess. So Ace has his list. My wide receiver goes like this. Number one, Jerry Judy. Number two, CD Lamb. Number three, Henry Ruggs. Number four, LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. Number five, Jalen Rager. Number six, Michael Pittman. Number seven, T. Higgins, which is crazy because if y'all remember two weeks ago, we did a a mock and I had T. Higgins uh, as a possible number three, but he's number seven on my list. Justin Jefferson, number eight, uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State is number nine. And then the shocker of them all is Denzel Mims. I have at number 10. I could absolutely, actually, let me switch this around. I did change this and I forgot to put this on there. Denzel Mims, I have at number six. Michael Pittman, I moved to number 10 but every single guy that's on that list, if I saw the number three, I would take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree with you on, on that for sure. My list consists of starting with the top prime scores according to round projection. Again, these projections come from pff.com, so these are pretty much used given pro football focuses, knowledge, and working with teams, but it starts off with Jerry Judy, uh, with a 4.5, we've got CD Lamb, we've got Henry Ruggs, T Higgins, uh, Jalen Rager, and LaVisca Chenault. Uh, those are the guys that are supposed to be first round lots. So that would be the order for them according to Prime. Uh, then you get into the first to second round guys where you have Brandon Ayuk, you have Denzel Mims as well, who's a huge fan favorite. And then you also have Michael Pittman starting things off in the second round uh, out of USC. I think that that's the very interesting guy to to uh I guess look at in that area Justin Jefferson some people seem to feel like since he's a slot receiver and we already have Tyler Boyd that that wouldn't make sense me personally I just don't think that is simply based off of scheme you really just want to get any wide receivers that you can get into this area especially coming from the Rams offense then you have Jawan Jennings you got KJ Hill KJ Hamler john hightower and van jefferson so when we're looking at rounds one through three these are guys that could potentially be there
2: um the the glaring thing that starts off i guess when we're comparing my list to your list is you have t higgins a lot higher than i did and then another thing that stands out to me is that you have justin jefferson who has been regarded a lot of people after he came from his combine um and the speed that he posted and everything there Justin Jennings, I mean Justin Jefferson, then got catapulted to the end of the first round, where most Bengals fans have been thinking like, "There's no way he'll be there." And then we're looking at Denzel Mims, like he will fall down. According to this, Denzel Mims should be there, and, and Brandon Ayuk, who I I've been watching him a lot more the last couple of days, even just highlights, he is absolutely like a freak, and I didn't realize how good he was. Another thing that's very very um um that jumps out to me is that if you do a moth a mock on nfl draft network or if you do a mock on uh, uh what's the other one fan uh fan speak mm-hmm. jawan jennings you can mock him every single time fifth and sixth round but on your prime mm-hmm. grade on your prime grade you got a second round grade on him. kj hill too right. is another guy who i like but to me he's more like
1: now when it comes to the projections them those aren't prime projection so i don't project the actual oh, okay, round. okay. these, these right. rounds come from pro football focuses nfl draft guys so okay. i grab those from there but if we were to go strictly based on prime itself uh the way that this lines up it looks like jerry judy is the number one brandon ioka is number two henry ruggs according to prime just overall is number three then you've got denzel Mims, michael pittman cd lamb t higgins Uh, John Hightower, Rager, Justin Jefferson, Van Jefferson. Both have, all three of those guys have the same prime score of 4.29. Then you got KJ Hill, KJ Hamler, LaVisca Chanel, and Juwan Jennings. So Juwan Jennings, if we're going strictly off of prime and these guys are actually available at the same time, it looks like he would actually be the last one on the list.
2: And and let me just uh, say this to everyone that's watching this. If you're unfamiliar with prime, this is something that Aces developed to just follow the footsteps of the Bengals drafting patterns, um, in the Dukes Open era. So, right. if it you're, takes, you know, it, so, this is takes is, everything this in account
1: to uh, the size metrics that they've used, and this is going all the way back, like Zim said, to 1999. Uh, guys that Whoa. played in certain, certain conferences, guys that play at certain colleges, you know, height, weight, uh, offensive scheme, all of that goes into this. So, this really. Honestly, when I first did it, it used to sort as prime and I think on the last day before the draft, and this was back in the 2016 draft, I ended up putting in the projections and then I sorted it by the prime score in the projections and it seemed to have a profound effect on being able to predict. Who the bengals were going to take and that started off with william jackson the third, and also continued on with tyler Boyd the next day if you guys have been following me on new stripe city for a while you guys heard me talk about prime the day of the second draft and it ended up being tyler boyd that was the one that was taken and then it also was correct and andrew billings and some other draft picks i think the only one that uh it was off on was nick vigil because nick vigil apparently wasn't even i think on my list or i I don't think he was projected to go that early he was still there on the prime list but not as early as uh, we expected
2: um i'm i'm listening to everything man we got some really good comments on here i just want to point this out rob uh volet said he went and followed your link and i wanted everyone to check this out if you go look at the link in these youtube um posts that ace is doing with new stripe city there are some amazing items on there there's a hoodie that i was looking at and i just didn't get a chance to go back on there there is some like some real real sweet gear on there like bro it's a hoodie on there that i swear was like a hundred something dollars it's on there for like 60. this is all authentic merchandise like authorized from the Bengals and stuff that ace is giving guys like a link to so if you guys get a chance like check out that link like i promise you like the clearance section items that they're calling clearance they all look like new stuff to me because i ain't never seen it i just right I just, that caught me off guard because rob just said that it's a bunch of good questions in here too right and rob we
1: appreciate that purchase as well also if you see the hat that i'm wearing the nfl draft hat i love this thing i even did like a review on it i've never done an unboxing before but the hat was just so fire that i had to and any gear that you get from there man it not only um, is it clean? It also helps support and grow the channel. So we appreciate that. And we're w- wanting to make sure that you guys get authentic, officially licensed stuff. And like Zim said, it doesn't have to just be something that's brand new. There's something for everyone. They have clearance items. They have all kinds of stuff on there. So definitely be sure to check it out.
2: Um Someone said, my man, Nova Wooder, I saw a question I, earlier, it wasn't even a question. He said, can Zim adopt me? Sure, because I think they'll give me like a $500 check for that, just for having another kid or something. Yeah, so, you
1: get a stimulus, you, that's a stimulus so, bonus. So, so Nova, so.
2: just send me over your uh, info. We'll get the paperwork together. Just make sure that like we get the $500 cleared before you actually walk into my door. But other than that though, we can adopt you. But he did say, what wide receivers do we not want? One of the wide receivers that I was looking at that I was pretty high on earlier was Hamler from Penn State. He's a really really fun wide receiver to watch. I like everything about him except the fact that his his toughness kind of reminds me of John Ross like stuff and he's got really small hands and he has a lot of drops. So that's a guy that I absolutely want one at 33, but if he falls down in the third and stuff, like he he has the measurables and the attributes to be something special or be a, a really key uh component of an offense but it's just some things in the nfl i think he's gonna have a lot of trouble with that's 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 one guy i mean i can give you a list of a a bunch of guys i mean like if you're worried about like i mean the more and more the, the thing that dropped t higgins down on my list is that in big games i didn't see a lot of the production that i wanted to see and then i also got really really worried about the 40 time because If Auden Tate and and T Higgins are going to have the same uh, route pattern, like what more are you getting from T Higgins? I feel like you're getting a lot more explosiveness and you're getting a little bit of a faster wide receiver. But if Auden Tate has a lot of the same high point capabilities, like the one thing that I stress in the draft is like get guys that could do something really, really well. I don't think there's a guy that I've seen besides like the guys early up, like the Judy's of the world and CD lamps that can high point of football, like the Auden Tate, Auden Tate just doesn't run, you know, he doesn't have the speed and he doesn't have the breakaway stuff that we're looking for. But when I look at T Higgins, it is a lot of the high point stuff that that really makes me fall in love with him. So it's not that I would say I don't want him. It's just that the value for him is now like slowly, slowly dropping to,
1: Apparently TJ Hootsman's out the former Bengals wide receiver him and Willie Anderson went live last night on IG. Apparently he's a huge T Higgins fan. Apparently he's been working with them and he thinks that whoever gets him is going to get a guy that can play in the NFL for 10 years, which I think that that's kind of crazy. He said that he was attending a session and had a multitude of players there, former NFL players, current NFL players, draft people. And some people didn't know that it was T. Higgins. And apparently he said after the workout, someone asked him, like, was that T. Higgins? And he was like, yeah. And they thought that apparently he kind of wowed them in those uh, sessions. But being that he's one of those guys that has a potential injury and doesn't have the ability to actually get medically checked out and Uh, doesn't have the ability to come in for a private workout and rerun that 40 that he kind of ran a slow time on that could cause him to fall down on some draft boards so that's the big question is in the second round are we going to look at you know offensive line or is it going to be linebacker or is it going to be wide receiver so we kind of talked about the wide receivers zim was there uh, a different position group that you wanted to
2: discuss next uh Linebacker, uh, let me ask, let me answer some of these questions though before we get into that. Let's get it. Uh, somebody did just say Roach versus whatever I think it's your name is just Roach versus say Isaiah Hodges. Um, one thing that threw me off with him was the 40 speedy ran of four six. He does have a high six 64 he's a monster. Uh, if you guys haven't seen him play for Oregon State, I, I write down notes on a lot of these guys, especially when we were coming out of the combine. So I have like all this stuff in my phone, but that's all I really wrote. He's like 210 pounds um, don't have too much fun for me to have like a real, real good answer for you. But the 40 times scared me y'all, because if we already got an Auden Tate on my list, I mean, what we're looking for or what the Bengals are looking for or why Denzel Mims is so attractive to the Bengals to me is because you just need a big outside guy. Like that's two things we're looking for is a big burner. Like they tried to get that with uh, you know, like, I guess Cody Core is a little, it's the, the frame. I I guess I, I kind of see what they were trying to do in a lot of these picks, like Josh Malone, for sure. You want an outside guy that's big and can run. And so Denzel Mims fits that 100%. So that's something that they're looking for. So if the guy is fast and he's big, because you got to think, if A.J. Green doesn't pan out this year, they're looking for A.J. Green's replacement, like, right now. And that's the theory behind it. Um, And then John Ross, you know, we're always trying to get him out on the field so he can space out the defense and keep everybody honest. And if he doesn't come through, you need speed. And that's the number one thing. Uh, When we had our interview last episode with Sean Williams, he just preached about how like how scary Tyreek Hill is. And can you imagine like an nfl player like these like to get to the nfl and you're probably the best person in your state you're the best person that ever played in your boys and girls clubs you're the best person that ever came out of it. then to get the nfl and you're seeing somebody that's just 20 times faster than everything you've ever seen just changes the dynamic of any defense any offense and and that's something that you cannot uh game plan for is like unpredictable or just crazy speed and that's always going to be a threat uh shout out to dave lennox he says who what's up bro corey turner i told you i want to smoke with you what's up my guy he's a Burrow hater we're going to get him tonight guys andrew humphrey hey love your show bust the bag for me ace told y'all he (laughs) he needs a couple you say you need 10 super fans
1: so we got one if we can get five I won't even I won't even try to break out if we can get five I will put the gloves on and I will knock it right in the Pittsburgh Steeler bunghole I will All do right. that for you guys
2: Andrew Humphrey says do you think it's going to hurt us losing IFR? I don't think so because if you're catering to uh Joe Burrow you're going to go into four and five wide sets uh but that's predicated on you making the line at least above average if they don't do that, then, yeah, maybe Eifer could hurt us, but they were using him as a wide receiver. Do you feel anything about that, Ace? Do you have any thoughts?
1: Uh, no, nah, not necessarily. I, I just think when you kind of come from that aspect, you just kind of wonder how to get everyone on the field at the same time. But outside of that, I think that they'll find a way.
2: Okay. Uh, Mike Rawson said, which first-round talent would you like for us to fall at number 33? Uh, at, at the very beginning, as I used to say, uh, Patrick Queen, I'm not 100 sold on patrick queen honestly if i was in the 38 39 40 spot i would say that's a no-brainer but at 33 like what guys like uh uh they're talking about Beckton because they're talking about like he had a dirty uh urine sample or or maybe possibly tested positive for i i don't i don't want to misquote him and i don't want to say the wrong thing but just read up on it it's someone like that that's already looking at a Top ten, top fifteen type of thing could drop down fifteen spots. Someone like that because they're scared about a weed test or something like that. That's that's a guy I'd be looking at. Like I'm, I'm just looking for somebody like that. What you about Makai Beckton? There was,
1: there that, was that's what I'm talking about. Okay, Makai Beckton. Uh, I would love to scoop Makai Beckton up if I mean, he does. Girl,
2: fall. If Makai Beckton is on the team, I mean, let's go. Like yeah, that's it. that's that's a big but going by what Bengals has been saying about character issues and stuff like that, that doesn't seem to fall in, fall in line with what they're saying. A couple of scouts said that they, they interviewed him and he loves food too much. The two scouts said that.
1: Oh, that's not good.
2: <laughs> love food not too good. Much.
1: All right. So shifting um, gears to linebackers, right? So when we come to the prom list, I'm going to let them get his list together. Uh, but we're going to alternate on this for the Bengals Not much has changed. I think I showed you guys this before. Uh, Logan Wilson stands at the top of the list linebacker out of Wyoming. I think that he's really, to me, I would I would definitely wait into the fourth round to get him. Zach Bond is interesting. Uh, LA Bengals fan, what is going on, my friend? He asked about Zach Bond. I think that the diluted sample, I think it falls in line with like, what Zim said with Makai Becton. Does that character concern get held against him? I'm not sure, but you got to love the value. But Zach Bond is a boomer bust pick. Zim has spoken to people, however, within Uh, the front office that are not true and big believers of zach bond so i would be somewhat surprised based off of what we've kind of heard but there's also other guys kenneth murray i'm not too big
2: on willie Gay. me and zim really love you know who was big on zach bond though who was big on him and i don't consider him inside the building anymore like that is dave laughing
1: oh nice, nice yeah i would i would love zach bomb because he's just a multi-dimensional guy that can rush can also cover has athleticism and three, if you're four. transitioning two or three four like yeah. the Bengals, the Bengals played a lot of three four last year so if your your goal is really to which there's been rumors i think Bengals captain on Twitter says that he claims that he knows that the Bengals are transitioning to a 3-4. That would be the perfect guy to kind of bring in there and help with that transition. Uh, but moving on, we also have Anthony Jennings. That's kind of a 3-4 guy as well, more of an edge rusher. Uh, Patrick Queen, Francis Bernard from Utah, Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, he will not be there. Uh, he's going to be the first linebacker taken. You've got Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech, who a lot of uh, analysts actually like. You've got Akeem Davis Gaither, Cameron Brown, uh, Terrell Lewis from Alabama. That's another guy that's kind of an edge rusher a little bit. And then you got Devion or Davion Taylor as well in the fourth round. So a lot of these guys, I think that you will kind of see. There's not much that really separates these guys when you kind of look at the prime scores. A lot of them are similar. And I, from my personal opinion, depending on who it is, in the second round maybe if it's zach bond maybe i think about it but i still think i would i would rather have that offensive tackle there instead of picking one of these guys but if it were up to me i think in a dream world maybe i pull the trigger in the third round on logan wilson just in case he's not there in the fourth when it gets to us but with us having the first pick in the fourth round if he's there you take him.
2: You got to um i think somebody asked this question on the last one uh, or about the wide receivers. For me, there are some linebackers that I want to stay away from. Anybody that's slow, it just doesn't seem to work out for. Us. So, um, but let's let's go into my list. My list is right here. Let me back up. Shoot, I just had to pull it pulled up. Um, you could talk about. You can answer a couple of questions. Yeah, I'll answer a couple of, questions I real quick. The
1: uh let's see it looks i hope they don't start darius's growth is what terrell howell is asking what's our biggest need behind quarterback i think for me personally i'm gonna go ahead and say that it's uh still an offensive tackle i think that given what we've seen from the offensive line i'm not i'm not really sure what we really have there especially uh, given that bobby hart is still starting i'm not the biggest bobby hart guy but given that our offensive line is so young, which Willie Anderson talked about as well, we need to have some stability there. I think if even if you're going to be young, that's not a bad thing with Jonah being there, but you have to have some some high talent and guys that weren't on practice squads and guys that aren't viewed by the league as backups. And I think in order to do that, that requires you to try to take an offensive tackle, at least in I think minimum second round, but you could possibly get away with it in the third round, as you saw the Ravens kind of did a few years ago, which that still hurts me to this day because that was the guy that I wanted at right tackle, especially with uh, his dad Zeus playing with Marvin Lewis or him coaching him. I thought that he was definitely going to come to the Bengals. Uh, Corey Turner says Bama for Bama, replace Dre with Sertan, or is it Sertan the second? I would assume that that would be a corner.
2: Mhm. Mhm. I don't know enough about him.
1: Yeah, for me right now, I think I think corner is definitely an interesting position to look at because they don't really have much after next year. You talk about William Jackson the 3rd being in a contract year. He could potentially walk away. You just signed a new corner. Uh, with Trey Waynes from the Vikings, but you're not sure exactly what he's going to do either. And then you got Darius Phillips, and then you've got some other guys that they have there. Mackenzie Alexander is only here for a year. So there's a lot of uncertainty, low key at the cornerback position. So It wouldn't hurt me if they did go corner, but I think traditionally this team has done better off outside of the Darius Phillips, which obviously worked out. I think they've always done good when they take that corner in the first round. And being that we're taking Joe Burrow this year, I'm not sure if it would be a pick that they would address this year. Maybe that's something that they look at next year.
2: Shout out to my man, Davis Martin. He says, do you guys like Justin Jefferson? I absolutely love Justin Jefferson. Early on, I thought it was going to be primarily just a slot. Even if you did just do slot, you line those guys up in a bunch of formation. Him and Tyler Boyd, and dare a team to come with two slot corners that could even match up. Like putting your outside guy on 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 Justin Jefferson ran at that combine. Like there is no stopping that guy. Um, with, with boy, you make that work. A good offensive coordinator makes that work. The Patriots make that work. Um, so I, I absolutely love him. If they took him at 33, um, I will be all for it. Ryan McKeon, I remember you last time in here, and I just remember your name, and I just want to say I shout you out because he had a bunch of crazy stuff to say last time. All right, back to my linebacker list. My top 10 goes Isaiah Simmons uh, from Clemson, to Patrick Queen. Next is going to be Willie Gay Jr. Um, after that, I've got Zach Bond. After that, I've got Kenneth Murray. Then I've got Jordan Brooks. From Texas Tech, who's wrote, who's been rising up on my list, Akeem Davis Gaither. After that, Malik Harrison, Troy Die, and then last Logan Wilson. That's to me, my I
1: just, to me, just personally, I meant to say this earlier. Just give me a guy I can cover because that's the only thing that the Bengals really need right now at the linebacker position and have needed for several years. But Willie, them, Gay,
2: Willie, Willie Gay Jr. got the highest uh, uh, coverage that PFF has ever had, and the only thing yeah, that really yeah. gets about me is. The one thing that scares me about him is the character issue things that I think that the Bengals probably wouldn't take him. And that's the that's the one thing I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. But if you want to talk about a linebacker that's going to play in this league for a while, if, if he's coached up correctly in the right scheme, it's Willie Gay Jr. Like, he has all the – all the things that make a linebacker super instinct instinctive matched up with the attributes with the speed and the coverage and everything you need he had over uh, about 300 cover snaps that pff graded i looked at that like earlier today or whatever like out off the charts and One. i and i said this before i do not want willie gay jr to go to the stillers or any if he got paired up with somebody like a Devin bush or something like that they would be unstoppable
1: right right uh that, one that would be
2: unstoppable bro. like
1: one last question before we get out of here. him it looks like nova woodward is saying that he saw that you posted a kicker on your story what's the likeliness of us taking a kicker fat randy <laughs> since he hasn't been eating donuts lately since fat randy hasn't been eating donuts lately
2: if you guys don't know we do a live every um every sunday on my instagram is Zim underscore who they and Fat randy is like the people's champ like no you can matter throw what. another
1: question in there corey as well i saw that some some people are saying the reason that we didn't know this corner is because he's an upcoming junior so you can throw another question in the chat just in case since okay. you did do a super chat
2: but go man, ahead though. man look <laughs> fat <laughs> randy is the people's champ people like just love like trolling fat randy the whole time I want to take credit for giving fat ready his name because I watch trailer park boys. If y'all never watched this show called trailer park boys, it's amazing. I'm on like season 12. Anyway, uh, the guy that I got is Tyler Bass. Uh, he's a kid from Georgia Southern small school. Got the, the, the crap kicked out of him playing against LSU. Um, but he has some, some big kicks and some big moments. Uh, but that's my guy. I would be like in the fifth, sixth round if the Bengals were smart. And his comps, believe it or not, I've seen him compared to Jake Elliott.
1: Oh, wow. Don't bring up that. Oh, man. Jake Elliott. That would be a great pickup for the Bengals. I definitely wouldn't be uh, against a late round flyer on a kicker at all. I would definitely I, take
2: one. I, I got another kicker, too. His name is Rodrigo Blankenship. He's from Georgia. James Rapine has been like, going crazy telling me about this guy all the time so he made me go watch him the other day so i've been watching him a lot too so that guy's serious too they it, either one of those twos i think they get into a kicking competition with randy with a real coaching staff that's able to assess talent and just look at the the overall effects of having like an elite kicker or a kicker that can kick beyond 48 yards or whatever and give you some clutch kicks i think they make that move and i don't think they cut him
1: oh my bad nova apparently i caught him woodward his name is nova woodard my bad my apologies on that. Woodard. 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 uh but that wraps it up for the orange is the new black podcast we appreciate you guys coming by i was hoping that i could hit it it looks like i got another hit you know what i'm gonna do this for y'all this cory does
2: Corey, does Corey have instagram do you I have Instagram? Know, Corey, Corey we have if you, if you if we got it Instagram, it come on, IG. Let me talk to you. Because remember, I, I, I want to promise you that. And we, we got a special treat. We got the man, the myth himself. <laughs> we got Rock, Rocky Ace, Rocky
1: Bambino. Let's get it. Hey, the, Corey is making it happen. Corey just made it happen. I'm going to be right back for those. What, jer- what jersey is that? What jersey is that? This is a Odell Thurman jersey. I thought, I thought it that was it. An Odell. All right. For those listening, just strictly through the podcast, make sure you come through to the YouTube channel because if you want to see this greatness that I'm about to do, <laughs> definitely come by. But what I'm about to do right now is I'm walking over to the bag, and it's about to get hit. Thanks to my guy, right. so I'll be that right medicine. back. Oh
2: hit that bag. Odell. 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 Oh. And he's stepping up to it. Look at him. Look at this. Look how he's walking up with the confidence. He's lacing him up. He's got a cut man in the corner somewhere. He's lacing him up, people. Here we go. Live. Odell Thurman. With the gloves on. He's got a strap. Oh. Woo. He's got pop. Did you hear the pop on those gloves, people? I hope I'm not too loud in the mic. I'm just too excited. Did you see the pop on the gloves? Odell with the right and the left. He had a, he it with every combo and a chicken noodle soup, three piece, Wendy, four piece, five <laughs> piece, chicken nugget, straight to the face, waffle fries and everything on the side. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, that's how much I hate the Steelers. Let's get it. Uh, and this the bag still moving. If you're listening to the bag still moving, This has been the Orange is the New Black Podcast. We will be coming to you guys Monday, hopefully with the Super Show. We're going to have some guests on. Yes, I had to hit him with that Tyson. Uh, We will be having some super guests on, so we're still locking in who's going to be on, but look forward to hearing from us on Monday. And then if you're following on IG, definitely be sure to follow him. During I'm sorry, I'm out of breath now. That was that was a little <laughs> bit right there. But be sure to follow him on Instagram at Zim underscoreHuday. He's gonna be doing a live draft party. If you're there, be there. He's gonna be reacting to every single one. I'm probably gonna do some for my channel as well and i'm definitely gonna have to come on to Zem's live if he will have me i'm pretty sure we'll yes, probably be, we'll, be connecting so
2: hey look we're gonna go all night on thursday we're gonna do a little pre stuff we're gonna get ready i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna break out the joe burrow jerseys for the first time i might to change into the, the alternate home away joe burrow it's gonna be a joe burrow frenzy we're gonna go through the picks we're gonna laugh at everybody making stupid picks and we're gonna talk about 33. Kind of my live instagram those are some of my best shows i think ever if you've ever seen me on instagram it's the live uh draft shows if you come watch that out live of course i'm gonna stream espn if they get tired if they get on our nerves we'll go to another channel or something like that to get some other analysts i don't know what we'll do but we'll have we'll have fun how about that
1: it looks like cory turner is he left his uh twitter in the comments so yeah definitely be sure to check him out but nah, man, as- he
2: gotta go live with me on the ground so i could just you ain't even gotta show your face i just want to tell you how silly you sound talk about getting to it right now at the <laughs> greatest time of our lives this is bro season i'm a bro baby don't you ever forget out right. you guys take
1: it easy huda the-
2: support for this show comes from fundrise
1: you can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.
0: Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is Data